Welcome to the Happy in the Mess podcast. We are your hosts, Marlena, Sherry, and Matthew. We are therapists and coaches, and we want to share our own stories with you, as well as the wisdom, insights, and tips we've learned along the way. Thanks for tuning in to this episode. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Happy in the Mess. We are going to be taking a break soon here in April, so this will be one of our last episodes of the season. And today we're going to talk about a really important topic that I feel like movies and even scripture kind of glosses over. And it's sort of, what do you do when you're falling short of your goals? So I thought this was a really pertinent topic and we all did today because we are a quarter of the way through 2023. And for me, it always feels like the start of the actual year when springtime is coming and we're getting out of that winter funk. And some of you may have set New Year's resolutions and perhaps are... um, I hope that you're further along on them. And, and, and if you're not though, this episode is for you, not just not having met your resolutions, but what do you do in these dark moments when you've been working toward a goal, but you're falling short and you're not seeing the success that you thought you would have and the ending or the outcome looks pretty bleak. And so we're going to talk about what do you do when that happens? Uh, today we have with us Sherry Timko, the couple's relationship coach and Matthew Morgan, and he is our misfit spirituality coach and myself, the single spiritual coach. Um, tell us where we can find you, Sherry. You can find me on my website at sherrytimco.com. And there are some free relationship guides. If you want to get started improving your relationship right away. Awesome. Thank you, Matthew. Yep. And you can find me at MatthewEMorgan.com or uh, Misfit Refuge uh, are two great places to kind of catch up with what we're doing. Awesome. I know you both do really wonderful work and your clients are so lucky to have you as their counselor or their coach. And I'm Marlena and you can find me at CoachMarlena.com. You can get some free meditations when you sign up and get on my newsletter to find out about new offerings coming up. Well, coming back to our topic today, you know, there's non-success in the mess when we feel like We can't see our way out. We really want something. We may be attached to an outcome, um, but we're not experiencing the success we thought we would. So if y'all would start talking about what does failure look like and and how do you know you're kind of there, um, who would like to begin? Um, Matthew, can you start with the montage example that you gave? I just feel like this sums up what we're talking about so well. I I appreciate it. I'm happy to. This is one of my favorite things to talk about, but it's also, I think, sometimes our least favorite um, because I have a lot of clients and uh, coaches who who they come and success isn't happening as quickly as they want. We're not achieving the goals as fast as they had expected. Um, I liken this to, you mentioned the, you know, the empire strikes back kind of moment where like, we're not ending on a high note. Everything is just really, really, it feels gross. Um, and and it feels tough. Um, and the thing is that in a movie, when somebody's going through this experience or in the hero's journey book, whatever it may be, this is all shortened to like a four and a half minute catchy music driving behind it to keep us motivated. Um, a lot of times I'll, I'll, pull Rocky out for this one. You know, you, you catch these moments of, you know, Rocky punches a couple things and he bicycles for a little bit and he runs up a couple steps and then all of a sudden everything's great. And, you know, he's ready to go, you know, four and a half minutes with survivor running behind us. We'd all be great. Right. But in reality, that's not the way that training would go. It would be day in and day out and showing up for 
those tough moments and it would be bruised and battered and broken mending and coming back together um but that doesn't make for good entertainment so we we shorten it um but when that shows up in real life we, we don't always know how to handle it because i think again i think our entertainment skips over and just goes through it yeah in some sense it feels like we've almost been lied to because you're right it doesn't make good entertainment and we certainly that's when like clients come in for counseling and coaching because it's not going well um usually people don't come in when their life is on a high um it's because the thing that they want is taking too long. The relationship's not appearing. The money's not appearing in the bank. The The accolades they want from their boss is not coming. The promotion hasn't shown up. And there's been all this like effort and there's nothing seemingly to show for it. And it's so discouraging. Um, it's so discouraging. I think of the movie Click where the main character is given the remote control and he can fast forward over parts of his life, anything that he chooses. And of course, he he fast forwards over all of these really tough slogging through the mud time periods. Um, and of course, he ends with the conclusion that maybe that's not the best thing for mm -hmm. lots of reasons. But I often think about that when I'm in the middle of this time period and I'm working towards a goal and I'm locked in on wanting to be successful and wishing that I had that remote could, that could just jump over that time period and get to the reward, even if it's get to that, that learning or that, that thing I needed to know, if I could just jump over the work to get there, how, how good that would feel. Absolutely. It, it does. It, 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 you know, and all of us have been through, you know, a graduate school program and, and all of the, who we were at the beginning of it is not who we were at the end of it, you know, and that all of that learning experience was essential, but there were many times where I sweated over a deadline, a paper, a, a thing, exam, completely not seeing ahead at the end. Like, what will this be like when I'm, I mean, two years from now, I won't even remember this paper I wrote or the exam I took. Um, because we don't, and we, we are, our brains are actually biased. I mean, I've read some research that we actually do not remember with clarity, really painful moments. Um, of yeah. course, this is why women would have children again exactly. after the first time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. But it's so excruciating in the moment. So excruciating. So how do we know that whether to stay the course, whether to pivot, whether to cut and run, what do you all say? to your own coaching clients, to yourselves, when you're in the middle of this real dark, maybe even like, you know, dark night of the soul kind of thing, and you cannot see a pretty outcome. What do you do? What do you say? It, it's tough because you really, what, when somebody has this idea of what should I do, mm -hmm. um, it, it implies that we have a definitive course of action. You know, if I knew that we needed to get to point C on a map, right? I could say, well, you can go through point A through point B and get to point C. Um, and this is, I will give you specific directions on how to do this. Um, and unfortunately, life does not work that way most of the time. Uh, we, we have our ideas of the way that things should go. Um, and so part of it is, is I, I think, being accustomed to the, the discomfort. Um, if we were guaranteed success, we wouldn't have to worry about any of this. If we knew that all I had to do was just keep putting in the time, I, I think that is that's that's one thing. So 
I think sometimes it's weighing out our options um, and really taking the time to be in the moment, right? And and look at see what what does this look like if I push ahead this next step? What might it look like if I take a moment to regroup and see what tools I have? Um, that, you know, and again, there's no there's no implied right answer. It, it's simply just making that next the next right step in this one, you know, or the next not even right again. I'm going to back off of right. It's to the, just the next step and what that might be. I think for me, it is evaluating how important that goal is to me. Mm -hmm. And do I want to be in that place where that happens? Now, I think the other part of this is how much am I getting out of the journey? How much am I enjoying it? How much am I learning? Um, at its heart, I think for me, I love the concept of the multiverse because in a lot of ways, it doesn't matter which goal I set or which path I go on. There's just a different set of rewards and consequences at the end of each of them. So should I continue on this path? If I do, this is what would happen. But almost in that multiverse sort of way, if I make a different choice, that would lead to a different place. And that's also okay. Well, I'm also wondering too, when, when I look, I like going back to really quick what Matthew said about being in the moment. Well, first I like both perspectives, like taking the perspective that perhaps it doesn't matter quite what, where, like which goalpost I've set up, you know, because it's all going to come with a set of, of positive and negatives, no matter what. And, and Matthew's sense, like, just do the next right thing or, you know, um, the next most obvious thing that action I can take, uh, could be a way of framing that. And, but sometimes even that feels a little ambiguous and nebulous. How do we know, you know, and I often say to clients, well, what, what do you got on the next, on the agenda? Like, what do you have to do to, to get through today? Like what is absolutely essential? Usually it's going, I say this all the time, back to basics. I got to eat. I got to move. I got to sleep you know, can we cover the basics? And then, and then perhaps you'll get some inspired thought about the next right thing. And, you know, I work with a lot of people who are sober getting into recovery and that their next right thing is usually, what is the thing that's going to keep you away from a drink or a drug? Like do that thing, you know, go to a meeting, talk to your sponsor, whatever the thing is. And that's real cut and dry in those situations, you know, do the laundry, you know, have you, have you seen the sun today? Um, but but sometimes it, it feels much more, like I said, nebulous in that, like, like really lost when you're, perhaps you, you've got your basics covered, the self-care game, you're on it, but you don't know how to make the next right choice towards your goal, you know, and you feel really lost. Well, you know, I have this trick that I've used over the years. It is that there are certain things that I always need to do. And in this case, I had three things that I always needed to get done. And so if I was scattered or lost or didn't know what the next thing to do was, I would always fall back on those three things. And I knew that by the time I finished them, I would have some path forward. And now for me, one of those was doing the dishes. Mm -hmm. And it just always needed to be done. I had three kids. There was, there were always dishes. And so it was something that let me focus, but also relax my brain so that I could just do that thing with my hands. And so I think there's a real 
value in having kind of those, those automatic or practice things that you're like, okay, have I done those things? By the end of that, I will have clarity on the next thing. Mm-hmm. Can you tell us what your other three things were? I mean, the other two? Uh, one of them was laundry and one of them was cooking. Um, those were the things that I had to do over and over and over again as a parent with small children and then medium children. Um, and I have, even today, I still fall back on, well, my big one now is a shower. If mm-hmm. I take a shower, by the end of the shower, I usually know like what that next thing is. Yeah. And before this podcast, we were talking about that story, or I brought up that story of the story in the Bible of Jacob, um, you know, being told that he had to work seven years for the first wife and then seven for the one he wanted. So 14 years. And we don't talk, we don't talk about how miserable that was, how laborious that was, how hard, how he sweated. He probably hated it, probably was thinking, is this really worth it? You know, we don't hear all of the turmoil that happens you know, and it's so, I love how the, even the Bible will say, we've been struggling with this for ages as a people, like just as humans, like we're told to just go and do the dishes for another seven years, <laughs> you know, and it kind of sucks. And yet, and yet that is part of sometimes the journey, you know, when you're hiking the, the path, the quickest path to the summit is not straight up. It's not, you, you, you go sideways, to, to, to eventually get to the top. And it takes a lot longer, but it's almost the only way to do it. Yeah. That's a, and it's a great analogy. It's, it's, and it's recognizing too, that as you're going along that sometimes, and as, as I understand, I am not a, an incredibly avid hiker, but, but as I imagine this at least, uh, you know, but there's this idea of as we're going along, it, it doesn't always feel like we're going towards our goal, but we're taking the steps in the path that we are able to with kind of that lofty place in mind we still the compass is still facing north you know but like we have to do the step that's right in front of us um mm-hmm. you know and and i know i was referenced see I, i've done see star wars rocky so i'll go to the next great trilogy or next uh next great one which uh, to me is frozen too um mm-hmm. because those things all belong in the same vein right um but i i love this movie and i, I reference it a lot um and there's a part in there where anna is at the bottom of this pit and she has lost all of her stuff. She she's lost her, her she's separated from her sister um, who is in mortal danger. She is separated from Olaf who has been the comfy friend she's separated from uh, Christoph who is, you know, the, the should be the, the knight in shining armor in this one, um, you know, and, and he's not there. Um, and, and poor Sven is, you know, not there to provide the comic relief. She's literally just all alone in the dark pit. Um, and she sings this beautiful song about doing the next right thing. And literally you, you see her and, and the darkness is there and you just see this one foot go up. That's one foot go up, you know, and that's the, that's the dishes. That's the shower. That's the, you know, going out for a walk. That's, you know, whatever it is to, to put everything back in perspective for this time. And, and I think trusting that the universe has this plan for us. Um, but sometimes we have to wait for it to be ready it to be ready for us. Sometimes we have to wait for us to be ready for it. Um, and those are those really uncomfortable moments. I think that we're talking about right now. Mm-hmm. Where you're just kind of wandering around in your wilderness or your pit with not even sometimes the true faith that like 
that this, yeah, you're even taking steps in the right direction. Mm-hmm. But that's sort of what you're leaning on, Matthew, is this idea yeah. that you kind of trust that doing the next right thing is going to lead to a better outcome. Yeah. And, and she literally says in the song, there's a line in there about not being able to see the goal. Um, and I think that was one of those that really resonated with me in the theater. It was like, like, you know, my a part of me standing up and cheering. Cause I'm like, oh my gosh, they got depression right for kids. And then like, they really helped us understand what this, these big emotions feel like. And then part of me is like totally empathetic and just tears are going down. Cause mm-hmm. I'm a movie crier. I'm not ashamed to admit that. So. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, and how can we redefine even what success looks like when we're feeling like everything is falling apart or it's a failure and we don't we don't even notice our own growth. It's sort of like the the subtlety of like something growing under the ground. It's there, but we can't see it. Um, how do we start to comfort ourselves in that? I feel like I'm steeped in this right now. We were talking about this before going on live today um, about being on this journey and knowing that I'm really growing and learning new things. And I mean, how I've changed just in the past two years is it feels, it feels explosive for me, but then also having this measure of financial Mm. gain and that those two things don't match up. And Mm -hmm. so kind of, it depends on like which lens I'm looking at this through, like, is this a success story because of the personal growth? Or is this a failure story because of the the challenges and the financial growth? But really, it's the picture of all of those things and deciding to move forward on this path has to do with the blending of those. But sometimes I really need to focus on the places where it's successful and set aside those places where it's not if I want to keep moving forward. Mm-hmm set aside or I hear and that's your redefine perhaps that and also like who's who's defining the success and and I know I get caught up in what I hear in online spaces regarding money in particular like that somehow you're a failure if this amount of money is not coming through or you're doing something wrong or ascribing meaning to your almost your own character and abilities based on what's in the bank account and effort and money aren't always equal as any entrepreneur will know, they will spend many, 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 many hours, thousands of hours, perhaps unpaid to, to see the success of something they can't see yet. Um, and so redefining like is success always about financial gain. And I hear from you share, absolutely not. Absolutely not. And can that be okay? And can we still pat ourselves on the back and be like, but I've grown in this way and this way and this way you know, I've made new relationships. I've networked. I've found that I have resiliency and courage. I never knew I could. I can like, you know, I'm curious, Matthew, any, any thoughts on this? Yeah. And I, you were just hitting it. I think sometimes allowing ourselves that look back, um, can be super helpful. Um, not, not in the sense of like maybe even a wistfulness or wanting to be there or focusing on it. Um, but if we look back with this framework of how far have I come? you know, using that analogy of, of climbing up a, a summit, right? It, it may feel like we have forever to go, but let's look back and see how far we've come in this, right? Because we might measure that by like, oh, my body's hurting right now. Um, I, you know, I think of musicians who put in thousands and thousands of hours of practice and they, they're calloused and they're hurting, you know, and, and they may not feel like they've reached the goal yet. 
But if you look back and like, man, how far have we come from scratching out twinkle, twinkle, little star? Um, how far have we come in our business? Um, and, and even the losses. Um, and, and I think you two, I appreciate both of you because we're reflecting on this before the podcast as well. Um, is sometimes when somebody can say, Hey, you know, this feels like a loss, but it's, it's actually growth. Um, you know, that this, this piece that fell off this piece that's hurt or broken that you're missing has actually enabled you to go the next step in your journey. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think having that, that backwards look, um, and then also I would say having friends around who can cheer you on, um, they, they can't do the journey for you, but the more they just say, Hey, you got this, keep going, keep going, keep going, you know? can make a huge difference and go back and listen to our episode on, you know, friendships and, and asking for help. You know, I think that can be one thing that we can get from people. Sure. I like to, this analogy, going back to the hiking analogy is that when you've hiked so far, you are tired. You may be out of water. You may be out of food. You may be fatigued and you're actually closer to the summit than you think you are, but because you've done so much, it feels so much worse. Like you feel so tired. And to remember that that's part of the journey too, is that the farther you come, the more tired you actually may feel, but you're actually closer than you think you are. I also think of this time. So there was a time when I was an avid hiker and I met a friend to go climb Old Rag Mountain, which is a mountain in Virginia and kind of a, a, a popular place for people to go and really test this. And we started out and we were probably hiking for half an hour. And I realized like I was, it was 80 degrees. We were sweating profusely. There were bugs flying around us and I had not had enough sleep that week. And I said, I just can't do this. Like I, I just can't climb this mountain today. Mm. And that there's also value in being able to say, this may be a worthy goal. Maybe I would really benefit from being at the top of that mountain and seeing that view, but I can't today. This is, I'm not, I'm just not going to be able to do this. Just not prepared at that time, you know, and that doesn't mean you'll never be prepared to climb that mountain just wasn't that that day and there's some also vulnerability and courage and recognizing that instead of trying to push through you know i studied abroad in tanzania and i remember some of the talking to some of the um guides in that area for for excursions and they often said the people who failed in climbing mount kilimanjaro were often these um ceo types that thought they could do it all because they were so successful in business and so they thought they could run up kilimanjaro i mean this is a six to seven day climb it's, it's not easy. And um, some people would die doing that, having a very, because they really were not prepared um, to make those, to make that climb. And how much wiser it would have been to, in 30 minutes in to have been like, this is not a good idea. I am not quite yet prepared for this. You know, that, that is not a hill I'm going to die on, you know? <laughs> yeah. Right. And there's sadness in that, like there's a loss in turning back, but there's also that live to see another day aspect of it. Yeah, yeah, literally. And, and yeah. And, and so how do we recognize when we're not truly prepared for perhaps what we've set out to do and to turn back and to do, do some more prep work, go back into the gym, lift the more weights, like build up to that goal. 
I think sometimes it's evident just in the failure itself. You know, it, it, it's it's recognizing I I hit the limitation of whatever I'm at. It might be my bank account, it might be my energy level, it might be my knowledge or skills, mm-hmm. right? And and that can be really tough. And you talked about the CEO mindset, and a lot of these people get to where they are because they work hard because they literally have this mental thought of just no limits. Um, but that's not realistic for anybody. You know, we, we all have limits. Um, and I think that's, again, sometimes failure might teach us like, like you said, like maybe that's not the hill I want to die on, but also like maybe this is something I want to do. So I'm going to go back and look in the mirror and I'm going to take some time with me, right? What does it take? You know, um, what does it take to get to this, this particular next step? Um, and allowing, again, that's going to be more of that growth mindset rather than the, mm-hmm. you know, lay, lay down and sit where we are. Yeah. Right. I think it's, it's also paying attention to what has happened in the first part of the journey. Um, rarely do we know what that journey is going to be like. Mm-hmm. If someone had said to me two years ago, this is what you would have given up. This is what you would have gained. This is what it would cost. I don't know that I would be on this particular journey. Um, but knowing how it felt for me to be on this journey so far and whether that's the feeling that I want as I move forward. Because if this part of the journey has been this way, it's quite possible the next part of the journey is going to feel similar or worse or maybe a little bit better. But it's not likely to feel super better, much, much better until I actually get to that goalpost. But sometimes even reaching that goalpost, it then it doesn't it doesn't feel like that major accomplishment because it's then just another rung in that ladder. Yeah. And then the goalpost moves. Oftentimes we outgrow our vision. Or or where we want to be. Um, and like you said, sometimes that's absolutely true. You get the summit and you're like, now what I want to, now I want to climb a 14 or, you know, um, yeah. And that's just kind of life. I, sometimes I don't think there is any endpoint that the goalpost is always moving. Right. So if you aren't enjoying the journey, mm-hmm. then you're going to constantly be striving without enjoying what's happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's the, the values aligned life really seems to come to mind here of what, what do we value? You know, if we value um, knowledge, you know, that the point at which we've accumulated our own library of Alexandria, maybe like that's going to be our own pinnacle of things, but yet there's always more knowledge to gain. And, you know, that's the joy of, I think all of us chose a profession that constantly requires that refreshing and and, and redoing of things. Um, so we may, again, we may not hit a goal, but we're living a value aligned life. Um, so we are gaining knowledge of something, or if your value is creativity to be able to move into a place where I'm going to use my creativity, I'm going to find different ways to do things. And, and we can affirm that that part is there, even though that the results may not look the same. Um, we are living in this place where we can, be ourselves. Mm. I think that's a really important point, Matthew, to be able to know what your values are so that even if you're not hitting what your idea of success might be, if you're still in alignment with your values, there's still some satisfaction to be gained and and you're able to enjoy the journey a little bit more. 
Yeah. Yeah. You know, I always hit the snag point. I'm like, but what about when your values change? Because the journey has changed those values. And so falling back on them doesn't Mm -hmm. work as well because then it's not in alignment with who you are at that moment. Mm -hmm. That's a great point too, Sherry. And I used to think values were kind of unchangeable. Um, And I'm not sure that that's the case. I think our values do change and what we want to emphasize and prioritize in our lives changes as we change. Our experiences shape us or can change us and, and set us off in a new direction. And there's nothing wrong with that. I think redefining your values throughout life especially when life is handing you lemons or like, again, you're in this dark moment, like really coming back to what is important to me? What do I need to feel better any, in any given capacity? Um, I've recently discovered a value of mine is security. It, perhaps it's always been there, but I used to have a very much a lack of, maybe this is the, the benefit of being young and adventurous, like just I didn't have to think fully all the way through, but you know, in the Peace Corps experience, making $200 a month was totally fine with me and not knowing what the day would bring and where I would go and who I'd meet. And there was a real freedom to that. And you could not pay me to go do that today for any amount of money. (laughs) So, I mean, totally I've changed. My values have changed from that time. I have to laugh. My wife always jokes around when she met me, I was the, you know, long black coat, long hair, actually had hair, rode a motorcycle, you know, like that was kind of, you know, my, my jam. Uh, and while some of those things are important, sometimes like I've noticed talking about values changing, you know, and now I've got a, a kiddo that's super important to me, you know? So it's like, all right, like I'm going to set aside some of those things that are important because I want to, you know, make sure he's got what he needs in the course of this. And, you know, so yeah, absolutely. And and maybe that's what we're talking about. Maybe this is where some of these failure moments, it, it looks like maybe some of these old values are passing away or or fading away. And some of the either new ones or some of the ones that were there and just weren't prevalent are now coming to the surface a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is also kind of a shift into identity, mm-hmm. you know, and, and may involve some grief, you know, to let go of what we thought we wanted or thought we valued and, and develop a new set based on where we are. Yeah. I do think that they have to change based on the season of your life. Mm -hmm. Um, As I'm coming out of parenting, I'm reassessing like how I want to spend my time. And even if I said my value is that I want to spend as much time as possible with my kids, my kids are at a developmental stage where they're less interested in spending that time with me. So if that were my highest value, then that would really be out of sync with where my life is. Mm, that is a really good point. Probably a whole nother episode for some of the parents who listen to our podcast. Yeah, it's a big transition. And you have to adapt to changing circumstances. Mm-hmm. I'm so not looking forward to that. I like even the shift into tween, a tween and a teen, like, I mean, he's gone from like constantly attached to me to now he's upstairs, you know, in his room, locked away on the phone, talking to friends. It's like, oh, all right. We're going to have to redefine what we do with our lives, which is actually kind of exciting as a parent too. It's, it's like, oh, hey, this is the next stage. Um, there are some real benefits to having adult kids. Um, my two oldest are in college and drive and very self-sufficient. And when they were on spring break, 
they brought me my favorite drink and the food that I wanted. And one of them made me cookies. And I was like, oh, right. Nice. Like, that's, <laughs> that's really awesome to have these adult children who can, who can make my life a little bit easier, better. Mm-hmm. Well, and this is sort of redefine. I'm not redefining, but finding that silver lining to any situation you find yourself in, um, that there, there are benefits to every single, I mean, not to the pain, always a rosy picture, but there is a silver lining, even in the darkest moments, there is something, something to be had, something, something of gain in that. And I know we're coming up at the end of this episode. And I just want to remind everybody that you're not alone. If you're in this, this is a very common human experience and we gloss over it because it's painful and uncomfortable, but it is, uh, the montage can feel like very, like Laban, I mean, Jacob's 14 years of, of servitude <laughs> and that is really normal. Um, what are some of the takeaways you have for our audience today? I am going to find something to remind me that I'm in the montage part of this business building. And, uh, that just really resonates with me on this core level where I'm like, right. When I tell this story in five years, this isn't the part that I'm going to focus on maybe a couple of details out of it, but this is the part that I'm going to be like, yeah, it was hard, but then fill in the blank. (laughs) Yeah. I love that Sherry. Just like, it won't be just like when you have a child, you don't focus on telling someone in the excruciating moments of your labor. That's not the part you focus on. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And I mean, there's so much here. My, my mind is kind of going 23 different directions. No surprise. Cause it always does that. Um, you know, I, I think allowing ourselves and, and I love this idea of, uh, and I've been applying this in, in my therapy and my coaching as well of, of like owning our own story um, of just being able to kind of say, look at this as, as the hero's journey, you know, where we're called to this and to recognize that, that there are tough parts and that, like that failure, like that can happen. You know, um, I, I grew up playing video games, no surprise, um, instead of hiking, which I probably should have been doing. Right. But, but the, it was frustrating because you get to points where you get, you know, you get somewhere and you, you, you would die, you'd lose all your lives and have to start over again. Um, and one of the things I always keep in the back of my mind is it's like, I have to do that again, but I've gained skills in that loss. I, like I, I know better. I know, again, different equipment, it might be different, um, you know, different skills, different, whatever it is. And I think maybe one of my encouragements is as far as a takeaway goes is, is to get quiet with yourself a little bit. You know, when, when you're feeling like you're just constantly smashing against that wall, that might be the time to kind of stop for a little bit. You might be able to go back and smash. Right. But, but it's also going to be like, what else do I have? What is in my bag of tricks right now? You know, is there a new skill? Is there a new skill that I can learn? Is there a side quest that I can do? Is there a companion that can help me with this? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think allowing ourselves those failure moments, the moments that don't feel good to look around and see what life is presented to us as, as an option. Absolutely. Oh, thank you both so much for this. This has been soothing to my soul. I hope it's been soothing to our listener's soul as well. If you'll have comments, please like, share, and subscribe. Don't forget to hit that notification bell and rate and review. We'd love five-star reviews, of course. Um, and, and let us know if you have any topics um, that you would like covered by us. And again, you can find us at our websites in the show notes. And thank you all for listening in today. Mm-hmm.